Welcome to the Success Road Podcast. This is the podcast where we meet at the intersection of your life, and then we take decisive action to move onward toward higher levels of success. My name is Joshua Rivers from PodcastGuyMedia.com, and I'm here to take you on this journey today. Now, today, we get the privilege of talking with Benjamin Ritter. He is a leadership and empowerment coach who's also the founder of Live For Yourself Consulting. And if you're wanting to start a new career or just want to become a better leader, you're definitely going to enjoy this episode. Now, in this episode, we're going to learn why self-leadership is key to success in your life. We're also going to talk about what he calls the power of the three C's. And then also, we're going to look at how we can be able to find clarity and how self-leadership really works. And so let's jump into this conversation where Benjamin starts to talk about what he defines as self-leadership. So the most important leader is the one that resides within you, hence self-leadership. It's the ability to lead yourself. Like very often when people talk about leadership, though, they look towards others. They look at role models. They look at celebrities that are in the limelight in terms of leadership. But ultimately, no matter who you look up to in your life, no matter who you think is the greatest leader that you've ever come across, they haven't actually made you take action. The only person that leads you to taking action is yourself, ultimately. Right? Your brain controls your body. So, hence self-leadership. Yeah, I thought that was pretty self-explanatory, but it's always great to be able to have a basis to make sure everyone's on the same page. And so, so with that in mind, let's kind of delve into more of the specifics. And so definitely, I really love the aspect of taking action. And so that's always been a struggle for me personally, off and on at least. I'm very introspective. So I'll take things and I'll mold them over and think about things and all that kind of stuff. And then I never take action. And then the moment passes and then I have a whole other thing to be able to try to think about because now it's a new situation. (laughs) I really love that idea of taking action. And so I really want to be able to delve into that. But I know also one thing I saw as I was glancing through your website, you have something that you call the three C's of self-leadership. Can you give us a high level of what those are? Mm -hmm. And self-leadership ultimately is about living a life that is aligned to what you truly care about. So to your point, it is about taking action. It's about believing a certain thing about yourself and a a certain thing about life and having certain goals and being able to actually work towards those goals without hesitation, without a lot of doubt, because I think doubt plays a role in most cases, in any cases. I mean, even my inner critic still is there. It just doesn't have the microphone anymore. Uh, And so the three C's of self-leadership are really about understanding what it is you truly want, figuring out the steps to get there, building the, the belief in yourself that you can, and then creating a life that prioritizes those goals that you identified. So the three C's are clarity, confidence, and control. Clarity being your why, so what you care about, your values, but then also taking that and saying, okay, from this thing that I care about, I'm going to create actual goals. And those goals can change. Like what you're actually, like what you actually are working towards can change, but they, they all tend to relate to and should relate to what you care about. And then the confidence is really just the belief in yourself that you can work towards these things. Too often people just don't take action because they doubt themselves. They ruminate. I'm also, I'm mostly an introvert despite all the things I do external. And so I overthink, <laughs> I overanalyze. And 
you know, I spent so many years of my life when I was younger building the belief in myself and what I care about so that I can take action, so that I can get to the third C, which is control. No matter how I feel, no matter if I'm having a bad day or I'm having relationship issues or something I was working toward, one of my goals failed miserably, I still have the control to understand what I care about, what my, what my why is, what my clarity is. And I'm able to prioritize my life and actually work towards that. So the relationships in my life work, they align. The time I'm investing in different things align. So I'm not spending hours upon hours doing things that just don't matter, which is often the case, right? When I think when there's a lot of doubt, when there's a lot of, when your inner critic has the microphone, we tend to procrastinate. When we don't know what we want to work towards, when, we then, when there's a lack of clarity, when there's a fog, we tend to procrastinate. If you actually tackle these three C's, it tends to just create an environment that leads to taking action. Okay. Do you have an example of that in like actually taking place? So take it from the theoretical into like actual, whether it's a example from yourself or someone you worked with. Mm -hmm. So anything that you've done in life involves three, like can actually take an action felt good that connected to who you were involves these three C's. Like, so for example, I work with three different types of clients. One of them, uh, one bucket is like the leader that is trying to navigate their current space. One of them is the professional that wants to become an entrepreneur, but is not sure how to do it. Another one is a professional that wants to pivot into a new industry. So taking, for example, the, the senior professional that wanted to pivot into a service-based business, I was working with a senior logistics manager and she approached me and she knew something about what she cared about. She was spending time in their extracurricular activities in the health industry, basically in running and yoga, uh, but she wasn't doing any of that professionally earned money. And she came up to me and she said, I'm really stuck. I don't like my job. I feel underutilized. I feel overworked. She didn't have any boundaries with work, right? Basically worked all night, every night and had a lot of negative feelings towards her relationships at work. And it just felt like she was in the wrong place. So the first thing that we needed to do, because she didn't have an actual goal, and she kind of did, it was this, I think I want to work in this industry is to actually figure out what she cares about to gain a level of clarity. on so what drives you, what wake, what makes you wake up? What, why do you feel stuck at your current position? Why do you feel like it's not right for you? Where is this dissonance coming from? And let's explore these moments in your life where you feel excited and a spark. And let's also examine why you are interested in working in the health and wellness industry. What connects to you there? What are the core values underlying all of that? And you ended up discovering that it was the community aspect of it. It was the personal and professional balance of it. It was just feeling like she was actually impacting the lives of individuals. And we were able to identify then, okay, so some next goals might be based on these values that you have of health, of connection, of community, of openness, of growth, could, could be at an organization that relates to the health and wellness industry in a position that you actually applies your current skill sets, or it could be a complete pivot and you could launch a business because she had background in event management, um, online courses, meditation, yoga certifications. And so we're able to identify what goals would be that attached to her why. Once we identified those goals, it was, okay, so let's build some confidence in yourself, your self-esteem. Why haven't you taken action in this? What are the doubts that you have within yourself? This fear of, of what are my parents going to think of me? What are my friends going to think of me if I move from what I'm credible in, what my strengths are, what I got my degrees in, what I've built this, this senior level experience in to this new industry? So dealing with those doubts, dealing with the, 
just the lack of belief of her being able to earn an income into that area and taking these beliefs that she has and reframing them into positive action oriented, solution oriented, personal beliefs that she could state on a day-to-day basis, but then also identifying her areas of improvement. Like, okay, so you want to start a service-based business. Are you proactively learning about how to start a service-based business? Are you connecting with people in the industry that have done this before? So podcasts that she listened to, she sent outreach to those to those hosts to connect and to learn about their work. The people that she was taking classes with and certification which she reached out to, had coffees with, had phone calls with, to, to basically build an understanding and belief that she could do this. To figure out, like to basically upskill her mind and upskill her actual skills. And then it was, okay, so you're working a job right now where you feel like you, you're coming home drained each and every single day. So you have no energy to actually do any of this stuff. So prioritizing it, really difficult. What can we say no to? Her took her current life and built in basically space. More and more, she started saying no to things. She started creating more boundaries and then took that time and said, what is the most important thing I need to do right now to work towards these goals to launch this business? And then we prioritize that in her life. And so we built clarity, we created greater levels of confidence, and we then prioritize those and created greater control in her life. Very high level view of what we did together, but hopefully that provides a little bit more like meat to the, to the concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I appreciate that. And I think it, it helps for people to be able to frame all those different things and be able to visualize in that sense. And me personally, I can, I can see myself in a lot of those situations, maybe not directly, but I've gone through a job I didn't like feeling drained and stressed and all that. And, and then the struggles that I went through trying to build my business, just kind of starting with the little thing on the side and growing it from there. And so I can, I can clearly see myself as you were describing those things. We're talking about self-leadership and being able to manage ourselves, lead ourselves and things like that. There's also people that we have to work with that we need to rope in. And so for me, I have my wife, I have my kids. So as I'm working on self-leadership for me, how does that work when, when we're trying to, the important people in our life, how do we bring those together to where there's balance may not be the right word, but I think we have, we all have different components that compose us, right? We, business is one family is another social is another like spiritual is another. And I think too often entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs, any sort of entrepreneur, they tend to overcommit and overfocus and the professional side of things. And there almost is like a lack of belief that if I spend time investing in other areas of my life, that's going to make me better in the professional area of my life. And it's, it's so true. If, if you can build space where your mind can work on issues in the background that relate to your professional life. And so basically, if we're constantly doing work in our professional life, we don't have the room to be creative, to be innovative, to think deeply about certain things most of the time. Like our brain is always in the work. It's not outside of it being able to do some of the big thinking that we need to do. So too often entrepreneurs are just like, okay, I have to work 12, 14 hours a day to actually make progress. But then they disregard the other aspects of who they are, which ultimately leads to a lot of issues in the future, frustration and stress. But if they were able to realize that by investing in those other areas of their life, they would actually still be working on the areas of their life that relate to their professional world because they're subconsciously working on them, that they would actually have more epiphanies. They'd be more creative. They'd be more innovative. And even at times sharing the issues that you're having in one world with another can lead to some pretty interesting tidbits 
that you wouldn't have ever gotten. So if I, like, for example, with my partner, if I'm talking about, if I'm working on something in my business and I go to my partner and, and share something, which I normally wouldn't have done if I'm just working all day and then I'm so exhausted that I shut my computer, don't want to talk about work and just maybe have a split second to spend with her. If instead I, I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to shut down now, maybe an hour early. I'm going to let the things I've been working on just sit in my mind. I'm going to process them. And then maybe bring them up, a question that I have or a thought that I have and see what someone else thinks about it. You may end up finding out a lot more than you would if you worked on it yourself. And that was a very long explanation of just saying, invest in other aspects of your life. But when Mm -hmm. it comes to self-leadership, you need to honor every single aspect of your being that fills you up, not just one. And I mean, I've made that mistake when I was younger. I over-prioritized the professional side of things. And I probably still do a little bit, like ebbs and flows. But that led to me not investing in my relationships, my friendships, my own personal growth in a way, so that when I wanted those things, I wasn't like I didn't have it ready. It wasn't prepared. There was no balance. And and so I think we can get very narrow minded, have a ton of tunnel vision in our life because we think our goal is more important than the other goals that we have. But part of self-leadership is actually having that level of awareness of not just this is, this is what I believe is important. I'm focused on this professional area, but also I'm focused on every aspect of my being. So how to do that, like we can get into a little bit more. I actually also wanted to mention about, well, what do you do when there's negativity within those areas? Like when there's conflict, how do we bring people along? But I felt that it was important to say that we really need to understand what fills us up, which has been impacted greatly, I think, by, by the world shutting down through the pandemic Mm -hmm. and figure out ways to always be connected to those areas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you mentioned about like, if there's negativity or maybe it's not like direct or overt negativity, but for, for me, at least for a while, it's like I was growing because I was absorbing all these different self-help and leadership and all these different things through podcasts and audio books and regular books and all these different things and different conversations I'm having people with online is I'm trying to get my business going. And so I'm growing in all these different ways. But my wife is over here and she's doing her own thing and she's going on with her business and or her work and doing all those different things. And so we're, we're not necessarily in sync. And so I'm like, here, let's go and do this. And she's like, what? <laughs> and so, so we're just not on the same page. So you mentioned that negativity. So that, yeah. that's what I think of. So in terms of self-leadership, part of leading yourself is creating an environment that relates to what you care about and aligns. And so it's about making connections with people that are on the same page as you or working towards the same thing or have already been where you want to be. And when you're investing in those relationships, the other relationships may fall to the wayside, especially your closest relationships. If you're not communicating with them what you're doing, or if you're not sharing some of the things that you're investing in yourself But even if you share them, it doesn't mean they're going to be interested in them. And part of a relationship is, in my own opinion, it's finding someone that shares similar values as you. But that might not always mean that they're interested in the same things as you. So when it comes to, you know, you growing and the people around you not specifically growing, it's being very, very, very careful not to hold it against them and to understand that they are still who they are they still have the values that they have, but by no means are they required to be interested in anything that you're interested in or to want to join anything that you decided to join. But that doesn't change who they are specifically. And it doesn't, it doesn't change. It doesn't, it doesn't, it, this shouldn't prevent you from sharing anything that you are diving into and 
and growing from. But it's very important to at least lead with this non-judgmental mindset. And if anything, more of a, this is what I want to share with you. And I don't expect you to actually have the same level of passion or spark that I have towards this because you're on a different path. But that path is okay because we're committed in, in, in a different way. That is not just about this path. It's much bigger than that. You know, disclaimer, you may find out if you are growing and are changing and are investing in more things that the people that you were once connected to, you don't feel connected to anymore. And that makes sense if, you know, you are changing and evolving as an individual and your values could also change and evolve that the people that once excited you or sparked something within, within you aren't able to do that anymore. And that is one of the hardest things when I work with people that are kind of entering the space and have never been a part of it before. They realize that the time that they were investing in the people around them wasn't, isn't time. It, wasn't, it isn't time anymore that they want to keep investing. And I think that's much broader than this, you know, my wife or my kids can, right? But it's, I think when it comes yeah. to friendships, it's very real and it's, one of, it's very, very hard, which is one of the reasons why people don't lead themselves towards what they truly care about, even if they know what their why is or what lights them up, is because they're, they're really afraid of that loneliness. They're really afraid of that discomfort. And making friends again is a lot of work. And if you think about the people that you're closest to, that took some time, more than likely. That took some time to create those relationships. And very often when we meet someone that you might want to become friends with or be connected to, you just, you think it might just happen instantaneously, but no, it still takes a lot of time and a lot of usually one-sided mm-hmm. investment. Especially for an introverted person, because you do so well by yourself that making a connection with somebody else, it does take all that time and energy to be able to do that. And if you start thinking about, okay, I'm drifting away from these people that I've made connections to, and now I'm alone and now I'm based. Okay. Now I got to make more connections and I got to go out there with people and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it, and it can seem kind of daunting. Yeah. And after you are already spending more and more time, maybe investing in a side hustle, working full time, managing your old relationships and family. And now you're telling me that I have to go spend another hour or two hours in a week sending messages or calling people and talking to them on the phone or going to a social event. It does take that amount of work. And, you know, I challenge everyone. I say, if you can create relationships in the space that you're going to, that you want to move your life into, that is work. Like that should be prioritized as an hour in the workday. And it's schedule that in. It is not an extracurricular because your social relationships are a part of who you are. And those so, usually your social relationships, if you're living a self-leadership life, if you're living aligned. I like that. <laughs> that really spoke to me. That's something that I'm working on with trying to reach out and be able to create relationships and cultivate relationships with people and trying to do that. And it's work for me. And it's sometimes hard for me to justify it in my mind that it's okay to spend this time, but even more so that it's necessary, it's needed to be done. And I struggled with that for a period of time. And, but here recently I've realized that it's absolutely necessary and it's like, okay, I need to do this. So starting to invest that time now to be able to do that. I try to figure out who are the people that you want to become friends with, build relationships with, but that are also related to your industry, to maybe your target clients, and maybe some other interests that you have. And so then your outreach is multifaceted. Like for example, when I was doing in-person events in Chicago, the speakers that I was reaching out to to come to my events were people that I actually wanted to be friends with that were also working in related industries. 
And because I was able to offer them a platform, and this was kind of intended, kind of not intended, uh, but because I was able to offer them a platform with an audience, because I also made time to interview them on a podcast and get to know them, and because I followed up afterwards just to check in and see how they were, those people became one of my, they're some of my closest relationships now. And they are some of the most powerful relationships I have too, because they're like exactly the people that I wanted to meet. And I'd even say like for you specifically too, the power of your podcast, the power of your work to be able to not only be a fan of someone's work, but then to give them more fans in a way, right? To highlight them and to get them undistracted for a certain amount of time is a great way to build relationships. That's good. I'm trying to think, we covered several things. Is there anything else about self-leadership that you think needs to be important for someone to really focus on? Because maybe this idea is new. And so what would be like a great first step to be able to get a hold of this? I'd add that you need to really dive into how you define certain terms, like success, for example, or failure, for example. So how do you define success or how do you define failure? And that will dictate if you're able to lead yourself in a lot of ways. So if success for you is achieving a specific goal, no matter what, and I guess certain like 10 client sales or something like that, then you've given yourself room to, dis- to be disappointed. You've given yourself room to make excuses for, I'm not ready for this, or I can't do this, or who am I to be able to do this? But if instead your definition of success is, I want to learn how to sell, or I want to connect with people that have this specific pain and serve them, then all of a sudden now you're not able to fail. And you will have much more motivation to actually start taking action and leading yourself. Because the definition of failure that most of us have is really tied to fear and risk. And if we do fail, then who are we as individuals anymore? And so to dive into that definition of success, which ultimately ties into the definition of what we perceive as failure, can be really important for us taking action. Because so often too, with the definition of failure, people see failure as making mistakes, as they're not good enough, as the end of the world, as their goals are defeated. But in essence, failure, all it is, is you actually taking action, which should be celebrated, and you learning that that action didn't have the intended outcome that you wanted, which is in itself knowledge. So failure is action and knowledge, which in my mind is pretty awesome, because if you are able to perceive that in a positive way and can be solution-oriented and say, okay, I didn't sell to these three people, what worked with them, what didn't work with them? How do I serve the next seven people more and in a way that leads, leads me to an intended outcome? Then failure in itself is just progress. And so what we're doing here is we're taking away the fear, we're taking away the doubt, we're taking away the hesitations that get in our way when it comes to leading ourselves. But that needs also a certain level of self-awareness, a certain level of I'm just going to be brave and explore who I am and what I want right now, and a certain level of curiosity that comes from you basically giving permission to yourself to step out of your emotions, to step out of your hesitations, to step out of the programs that you are leading yourself by and step into this like new vision and version of yourself that you want to be, which is why it's so important to surround yourself with those new relationships, right? Because then they will be telling you this new story and this new version of who you are. Man, I love being able to frame it that way. That's really powerful. And it just making those, those little slight tweaks as you described it, can really make a difference as you're looking at success and failure. It's not a failure of yourself. It's just, 
like you said, I like the way you framed that to where it's like it didn't have the outcome that you were expecting. I think that's perfect. So it just allows us then, like you said, get that knowledge, get that information to where it's like, okay, how can I pivot? How can I make a change? Maybe it's even the like, okay, this isn't even the right direction I really want to go because I tried this and this is where I started heading and realized, okay, that's not where I need to go. So let's pivot and maybe I need to go this other direction. That's how I'm picturing it as you were mentioning that. So yeah, and if, at, at, I really appreciate and that. At the foundation of it all, because even if you pivot and go the other way, bringing this full circle, are those values that you identified when you were working on clarity are the reasons why you're doing what you do. And so no matter if you pivot, just because you change directions doesn't mean you can't ultimately get to the same place or be living the same, like for the same reasons. Like nothing really matters about what we achieve in life because I mean, this is at least my opinion. And so we have like a certain goal and a certain thing that we want to achieve as a business owner. Maybe you want to get to a certain level of income, maybe you want to be bought out, but achieving that, and we know this just from science, research studies after research studies, achieving that maybe increases happiness for three to six months. And then we go back to wanting to accomplish something else again. So we know that happiness and joy and fulfillment are tied to the present moment, not from the future moments. And we know that stress, regret, frustration is tied to those future moments, tied to those past moments even. And so it's like, we know joy and happiness are in the present. We know that they live there, but so often we forget that and keep trying to look towards these things that we're working towards, that we think we want to work, that we, that we want to work towards and forget that the pleasure of everything is actually taken from right now. This is great. Let's assume that somebody that's listening says, hey, I love what Benjamin is saying. How can I be able to reach out to him what would be the best way for them to do that? I am super active on LinkedIn. I've had a little bit more of a lag time between responding to messages and connection requests just because of the, the inflow right now. But if you connect with Dr. Benjamin Ritter, find me on LinkedIn, I will respond. And if you just go to my website, liveforyourselfconsulting.com, you'll find a way to contact me as well. Well, excellent. To make it easy, we'll make sure that those are included in the show notes as well so that we can easily get people to you so it's been great talking with you i really appreciate it thank you for the time yeah thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure mm-hmm.